All right, all right. How we doing? We good? We good? All right. Hey, if you need a Bible, raise your hand. We'll have some people bring you some Bibles. If you uh, have your own Bible, you can go ahead and open up to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. The words will also be up on the screen. My name is Ryan Sweat. We are continuing in the Rooted series. And uh, tonight we are talking about hearing from God. I want to call it a conversation with God. I think many of us, whether we believe in God or not, whether, whether we uh, go to church or not, um, we wish we could have a conversation with God. We would love to just sit and sit like in the same room with God and talk to him. And so what I want to talk about tonight is how to have a conversation with God. And so uh, 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 as, you, uh, as you get Bibles, we're just going to pray real quick, and, uh, and then we're going to get started. Lord, I pray that tonight we'll hear from you. I pray that tonight the distractions will go away. Results of, of sporting events will go away, boyfriends, girlfriends, things going on at school, what happened last night, whatever, that I will all fade away and that we'll hear from you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for loving us in your name. Amen. So how many people in here prefer to talk over listening? How many people would call yourself a talker? You can raise your hand. This is going to require, we're going to, okay, we're going to start over. We're going to, this is going to require a little bit of um, participation. So how many of you would call yourself a talker more than a listener? That's it? Okay. How many of you would say that you like to listen more than to talk? All right. So, and then about half of you didn't answer. So, it looks like the majority of the people that say one or the other like to speak a little bit more than to listen. I am right there with you. I am a talker. I am, uh, I like to hear myself talk and I got a good job for it because I'm up here and I got a microphone in my hand. So, it's perfect. But um, most people don't like to, to, to listen as much as they like to speak. I was, I was doing some research this week, and I saw that out of, uh, this is for any human, whether you're a listener or a speaker, most humans hear anywhere from about 17 to 25% of all the things that are said to them. That means if someone talks to you for 20 minutes, if your parents lecture you for 20 minutes about something you did wrong, you might remember about five minutes of it. That sounds about right, right, parents? And so um, that is what happens when we hear from people. A lot of times, we don't actually hear them. We don't actually listen because we're not very good listeners as humans. Actually, I found out, and this is an excuse for guys because we're terrible listeners in general. Girls, when they're listening, they use their entire brain. I think most of the time women use their entire brain. Guys, which is, this is most of the time for guys, use half of their brain when they're listening. And so that explains some things scientifically why we are so bad at listening. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I never knew how bad of a listener I was until I got married. Boys, when you get married, you will find out how terrible of a person you are. And I'm not saying that because my wife tells me I'm terrible. I just realize every day living with a, a female that I'm just a pretty crappy person. And you might think you're a great person, and, uh, and then you're going to get married, and then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I need to fix that. Oh, I need to fix that. Oh, I need to fix that. John and John know what I'm talking about, right? John Weber and John Moffat. Y'all know all about it because Val's always right and Judy's always right, and you're always wrong. So um, I, I realize that I'm not a good listener. Uh, since I've gotten married, I realized that a lot of times I hear what Karen says. This is, a big, this is a big one, boys. This is big for your dating careers. I hear what Karen says, but I don't really listen. I can even tell her back, yeah, you told me this, 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 and this. And she's like, oh, and she gets really annoyed when I say that. But she gets annoyed because she knows I wasn't really listening. I wasn't really focusing on her. Was I looking at her in the eye? Was I paying attention to her? Or was I looking at my phone? Or was I looking out the window or staring off into space? Um, the truth is, I've just realized I'm not a very good listener. And especially as I've looked at, uh, looked at the scripture and t- thought about how we listen to God this week, I've really realized how poor of a listener I am. 
And if we are bad listeners and we are sitting in the room next to a human being that is speaking audibly to us, how difficult, how difficult, and this is, you're probably all right there with me, how difficult is it to hear from God and to listen to someone we can't see physically and many times cannot hear audibly? And so I want us to look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And what's going on here, and we read it a second ago, um, uh, is that Samuel is this young guy. He's like a middle schooler. He's in the temple. His parents, kind of back then, like a parent, like if they wanted to dedicate you to the temple, they kind of just took you and dropped you off, and he stayed there forever. So he's studying under Eli, and he's living in the temple, like where God actually resides. And so um, as we see in this scripture, uh, it says the word of the Lord was rare. So you can kind of relate to that because many of you may say, well, I've never heard from God. Well, that was the same here. And in fact, many of the times when we think, oh, well, they heard from God all the time in the, in the Old Testament, that's not really true because this book covers thousands of years. And how many people got spoken to? I don't know, 50, 60? Like it wasn't that many. And so he's in a similar time as us. People weren't just hearing from God all the time. People just weren't, weren't, weren't listening to him all the time. And it says, one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak, he was becoming blind. He was laying down in his usual place. Uh, verse 3, the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. And as you would do when you hear an audible voice, you'd probably go to the person that's in the house with you. And so he hears the voice of God, and he gets up, and he goes, and I'm just going to kind of summarize. He goes, and he sees Eli. And Eli's like, oh, gosh, why did I let a middle schooler live in the temple with me? This is the worst idea ever. But he uh, says, uh, just go back and lie down. I, I didn't call you. And then it happens again, and he's like, oh, my goodness. And I'm sure Samuel's like, man, this guy is so stupid. He's so old. He doesn't even know when he's yelling at me. He, like, literally yelled at me 20 seconds ago, and he already forgot. He is senile. And so they're getting irritated with each other. And that third time, Eli, who has grown and has seen uh, the work of God over the years, realizes, ah, God's talking to Samuel. He's hearing from God. And so he says, go lie down by yourself. And the next time you hear from him, I want you to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. The truth is we cannot hear anything when we are always talking. And when we talk about prayer so many times, and it's not wrong, but so many times we talk about how we need to talk to God. Well, how do I pray? Well, what do I say? Should I, do, I, do I memorize the Lord's Prayer? Well, well, do I pray in the morning or the night? And should I be angry or sad or mad? Or should I ask for stuff for myself or for someone else? And it's always about how we speak to God. Very rarely do we talk about the other way around where we hear from God. Most of our prayers are what I would call voicemail prayers. We leave voicemails to God. This is how they go. Hey, God, just want to let you know my day was all right. I'd like, you to, I'd like to pray about this test that's going on. Uh, I got to pray for, for my, my parents. They're kind of getting in fights and they're getting mad at me. I want to pray for, for my, my grandfather who's sick. I want to pray for my friend who doesn't know Christ. And he's, I've invited him to, uh, to United, help him come to United. Um, uh, help me on my soccer game later. Help me with my basketball later. Uh, I'm really tired. Give me some sleep. All right, I'll talk to you later. Love you. Amen. And then we hang up. And I can just imagine God sitting up there like, Okay, well, here's what you're, hello, you there? You there? I think, I think the call dropped. And many times, we just leave voicemails for God. We speak, and then we hang up, and we go on about our life. We don't often get in conversations with God, and we cannot listen when we're always talking. Amen? Say amen if you agree with that. All right, if we are always speaking over somebody, we cannot hear what they have 
to say. And so we need to learn how to listen to God. So I want to give you two ways, if you're taking notes, two ways that we can listen to God. And some of you may be saying, I don't even pray. I'm not even sure I believe in all this. I still want you to hear me out on this because I think you can learn to hear from God. Remember, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. It says that in the scripture. He didn't even know God, and yet God started speaking to him. God can speak to you even if you don't know who he is. So here's the first thing. Know his voice. Know his voice. That's the first way that we can hear from God is to know his voice. In John chapter 10, uh, Jesus is talking um, to some of his followers, and he's speaking to them about kind of like who he is and, and, and how he relates to us. And so he's going to call himself the shepherd. He's going to call us the sheep. So verses, uh, chapter, uh, John chapter 10, verses 2 through 4, this is what he says. Actually, I'm going to go through to, to verse 5. He says this, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. He's talking about himself. He goes in to the gate where all the sheep are. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they what? Know his voice. They follow him because they know his voice. And in fact, Jesus goes on to say what happens when you don't know someone's voice. He says this, but the sheep will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from a stranger because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So we need to know God's voice if we want to listen to him. And and the, the, the obvious question is, well, how do I know it's God's voice? How do I know it's from God and it's not just me thinking or I know it's not just some subconscious thing that I read uh, last week or not something I saw in a book or not something someone told me. How do I know that it's God? Well, two ways we know it's God. One is through practice. You don't, how about this? If, 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 some, if your parents call you and the number's blocked and they call you from like their friend's phone and you pick up the phone, usually you know it's your parent. And they'll say, hey, honey. And you're like, oh, hey, mom, hey, dad, whatever. And you know it's their voice. Why do you recognize their voice? Because for years and years and years, you have heard them talk to you. You've heard them yell at you. You've heard them cry. You've heard them be sick. You've heard them on the phone. You've heard them in real life. You've heard them all different kinds of ways. And so when they call you, you what? You recognize their voice. But if I were to call you, and many of you know me well, and I've spoken to you on the phone, and I get up here and talk all the time. But even me, and especially someone you don't know very well, if they call you from a blocked number... You have no idea who it is. You're like, wait, who's this? I've had some of you call me before. I've called some of you, and you're like, uh, yeah, who's this? I'm like, Ryan. Ryan who? I'm like, Ryan Sweat. Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, hey, Ryan, what's up? And, and you don't recognize my voice. Why not? Because I haven't called you a bunch. You haven't listened to me a lot. You haven't gotten used to my voice. And so we've got to get used to God's voice. That takes practice. The second thing is it agrees with God's character. Here's what I mean by that. If you think, oh, I think God's calling me to uh, murder someone. Let, let me tell you this. Does that agree with what the Bible says? Does that agree with what is right in the world? Does that agree with loving your neighbor as yourself? No. And so we know that's not God. But if God's telling you or if you feel this voice inside of you that's saying, maybe you should start worrying a little bit about what other people are going through instead of always being worried about yourself. Maybe you need to stop being so selfish. Maybe you need to stop being so stuck up or so prideful. Those are probably things from God. Why? Because they agree with the Bible. They agree with the things of love and peace and the things that Jesus spoke to us. It agrees with his character. He's not going to go tell you to do something he's already told you not to do. Or he's already said that's probably not good for you. He's not going to say all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, why don't you just go do a bunch of drugs, enjoy life, man. It might ruin your life, but uh, hey, uh, just do whatever you want. He's not going to say that all of a sudden when he says, no, 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 the world's just trying to destroy you. The world is trying to trap you. 
So if it agrees with what he says in Scripture and what you know of Jesus, it's probably God. Whether it's your own thought, whether God put the thought in your head, whether he's speaking to you, whether it's an audible voice, it doesn't really matter. And so practice listening to his voice and agreeing with his character are the two ways we know his voice. Here's the way that I always know. The split second something enters my mind, it's gone really quick. That's the first way I know it's God. And the second way is that I start arguing against it. Right when it happens, hey, you need to do this, right? Oh, but God, listen, come on. I'm a, I'm a student pastor, and I've got stuff to do. I can't go help that person. I'm on the way to a meeting. This is very important, God. Don't you know my business? It's, this, is, this is big, God, and I, I can't really deal with that right now. You want me to give how much? Oh, my gosh, you want me to go where? You want me to say that to my friend who's going to think I'm, a, I'm like crazy and I've never really talked about that with him? You want, me to, you want me to listen to my wife and stop paying attention to my Well, I've got other things to do. And I start making excuses immediately, and that's how I know I can just stop in the moment. I can say, oh, oh, okay, God's speaking to me right now. Because we don't usually argue against ourselves. If we want to do something, we go do it. We don't argue and say, oh, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to eat that right now. Let me argue with myself. That's not really the normal thing. We argue when someone else gives us an idea, and we don't like it. And so when I start thinking, I have that split-second thought of something I should do that agrees with God and his scripture and what he wants me to do for other people, and I immediately argue against it, it's almost always God. Now, here's the second way. Knowing his voice is the first way we listen to God. Here's the second way, and it's going to be really redundant, but, but trust me here. It is listen to God. Well, that's the dumbest thing ever, Ryan. How are you going to tell me to listen to God, and my step two is listen to God? Just hear me out. It takes time to listen to God. We have to actually give God our attention. And so um, Jesus in the scripture uses this phrase, or God uses this phrase 14 times. He says, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. So he would teach something, and then he'd say, if you have ears, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we heard you. Yeah, Jesus, we got it. Well, then hear. Listen to what I'm saying. And there's a reason he does that. He does that because he's, he's realizing that so many times we don't actually listen. We don't really listen to God. We just kind of ignore it and we go on. We hear the teaching and the sermon. We hear the, the words in the life group. We hear the words from a friend or a parent or someone that cares about us. And then we just move on and we don't listen. In Proverbs uh, 2, 1 through 5, and this is the last scripture we'll look at. Proverbs 2, 1 through 5, it says this. Proverbs 2, if you open your Bible about halfway, you'll find it. Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. If not, it's up on the screen. Solomon is writing to us about wisdom, about listening to God. He says this, my son or my daughter, if you accept my words, accept could be also listen, could be also obedient. If you listen to my words, if you accept my words and you store up my commands within you, so you listen to them and you kind of internalize them. If you turn your ear, everybody say ear. ear. What do we do with our ears? Oh, y'all are awesome. Okay, so if you turn your ear to wisdom, and you apply your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and you cry aloud for understanding, again, if you were asking to hear from God, if you were seeking God out, verse 4, if you look for it as for silver and you search for it as for hidden treasure. So imagine this. Imagine if you didn't just read the scripture, but you read it and you were looking for a treasure. If you were looking for something you lost. I've seen some of you when you lose your cell phone, Okay? Especially the girls, come on. The girls, I, oh my gosh, I've seen girls enter a state of just like frozen shock, like a deer in headlights, like, oh my gosh, my pockets, where I was sitting. Oh no, my phone, my phone, where is it? And then it's like, you, you just start, your, your, your heartbeat gets going and you like start going around to people like, have you seen a phone? 
She was an iPhone 6, and uh, she had a case, pink, with a sticker on the back. Come on. Oh, my gosh, where is it? And I've seen you guys lose your marbles. And boys, don't be laughing, because I've seen you do it, too. I've done it, too. We get, oh, my gosh. Or you drop it face down, and you're like, oh, oh, no, my phone. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And you start seeking out that phone with everything you have, and you will not stop. If you lose it at home, you are not leaving your house until you find that phone. That's most of us. We're like, Oh my gosh, did it fall in between the key, uh, seats of the cushion? Did someone take it? Did someone steal it? Let me, let me go track my iPhone and make sure it's, oh, oh, what's going on? And you get so scared, and you search it out with everything you have. This is what the Bible's saying here. It's saying, look for it as for silver. Listen to God as, you're looking, as if you're looking for treasure or a lost iPhone. And then he says this, then you will understand the fear of God. You will understand the fear of the Lord, and you'll find the knowledge of God. You will find the knowledge of God. So here's three easy ways um, you can listen to God. And so the first thing to listen to God is to know his voice. The second thing is to listen to him. And if you want to listen to him, there's three easy, easy things. And these aren't even, you could do these uh, with your friends and listen to them better. The first thing is to take time. To take time. You have to give God time. If you're just running around throughout your day and you never stop and listen to him, you can't hear what he has to say. I want you to take time the next time you read the Bible to actually understand it. I want you to take time to think about what you might have talked about uh, here in United or what the, the speaker spoke about, to think about what you talked about in life groups, to think about the devotional you might read in the morning, whether it's one minute or, or, or an hour. I want you to stop afterwards and just spend a little bit of time thinking about it. Take time. Take time to dwell on God. Spend time just sitting and waiting and listening. You cannot listen when you never stop and take time. If someone's trying to get your attention, we've all had this. They're trying to get your attention there. They're talking to you. Hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. And you just keep walking and you, and you keep doing other stuff. You never really hear them. You have to take time. You have to stop. You have to turn towards. And that leads to the second thing, focus. If you want to listen to God, you have to take time and you have to actually focus on him. That means you don't look at your phone. You put it away. You might put it in the other room. You turn it on silent. You take off the vibrate so you don't get that kind of like, that kind of like drug twitch whenever you like hear it. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to go, gotta go grab my phone because it's buzzing. You, you don't do that. You're not addicted to your phone. You, you put it away. You don't read. Maybe you don't even listen to, to anything. Maybe, maybe you just listen to some quiet worship music or you listen to nothing. You just have silence. Oh, God forbid, silence. You don't do it around other people. You don't try to, you can't have a serious conversation when you're with a bunch of other people. We've all had the, the thing where we're trying to talk to a boyfriend or a girlfriend or we're trying to talk to a leader or so, about someone about something important. And what do we do? We say, hey, come over here. Come over here, away from everybody else. I just want to, we need to talk and I need to hear, or you need to hear what I have to say. And I want to, I want you to focus on what I'm saying to you. And so when we listen to God, we got to do the same thing. We've got to take time. We've got to focus on him without any distractions. We're so distracted all the time, especially you. I can see you guys right now. You're like, oh my gosh, there's a light up there and there's a phone and oh my gosh, my friend's looking at something and oh, oh there's a click of a pen. I can't even, oh, oh, and we're like so distracted all the time. Just focus, focus, focus. Here's the third thing, write it down. Now, this seems like what the, the Holy Spiritual people do. You look around and someone has a journal and they're like, oh man, they are a good Christian. And look at me, I just have the note card. Oh man, I'm like a bad, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you write on. But writing things down that are important is a common thing. It's a common thing. If you are in a class and your teacher says, this will be on the test, a smart, logical student will do what? They will write it down. They don't just say, uh, I mean, some of y'all do, but um, they, they won't just say, uh, well, I guess I'll just see what happens. And maybe I'll remember it. Maybe I won't. They, they usually just write it down because it's going to be on the test. 
And boys, if you go and you've been thinking about this girl for, for, for weeks and you've been trying to get with her for weeks and you've been sending her Snapchats and, and all this kind of stuff and you finally get the nerve up to ask her on a date and then you ask her on a date and she says yes, you don't do this. This is what you don't do. Okay, can I get your number? And then she says, okay, here's my number. And you're like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, three, all right. And then you start looking at your phone and then you say, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? No, you are zeroed in. What was that? Three. That's, the, that's, the, that's two from one, right? Uh, one, two, three, three. Okay, let me put that in my phone. Let me write it down. Let me, keep a, uh, let, me, let me text my friends so that they know it so I just make sure I get this all right. And then you're like, okay, four. Okay, okay. Seven. All right. Am I, am I with you right now? Three, four, seven. Are those the first three numbers? And you are intense. You want to make sure you get it right. So you write it down. You might even say, can I call that while I'm with you? Because I've had a few people do the old uh, switcheroo on me and give me a number that wasn't real or went to India or something. Let me just make sure I have the right number. Okay. All right. So, so this is the right number and you will verify and you will make sure you have it right. You will write it down. Why? Because it is important. When things are important, we write them down. So why do we listen to God and then not write it down? Huh. Oh, God, what are you telling me? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to write it down. I'm just going to, maybe I'll remember it later. No, write it down. And, and I got to tell you, I didn't use to journal. But since I've started journaling and writing down what I feel like God's telling me, I'll look at it and some of the stuff will be like, eh, I, don't, I have no idea what that means. I, I don't really know, whatever. But there will always be things that speak to me, that God was speaking to me, that if I hadn't written it down and then looked at it later, I wouldn't have realized it was God speaking. So take time, focus on God, and write down what he tells you. What I want to do is I just want to um, close with a story, and it's really two ways uh, of me listening to God, and one turned out pretty good, and one didn't turn out so good. I'll start with the first one. Um, a couple, uh, actually last year, we were coming back from Panama, the college Panama trip, and uh, we take that during spring break and, break, and it was a Holy Spirit-led thing. We saw people come to Christ. It was awesome, awesome. And, uh, and I get back, and it's the day after, and for some reason I had to go to St. John's Town Center, and, and I'm turning on the gate to get back onto uh, to JTB. And, and many of you have been this way over by Costco, and there's a lot of times there's homeless friends out there, and, and they're standing there asking for something or whatever. And so I, I drive up, and I'm kind of back far in the line, and there's a guy up front, and I kind of felt like God was telling me, you need to stop. For that guy. And, and obviously, I did what any good pastor would do, and I said, well, I'm back here in the line, God. I mean, I can't just stop traffic, can I? Come on. I, I mean, these people are going to beep at me. I can't. He's in the middle of the road. What was he thinking anyway? That's not a good place to be if you're trying to talk to somebody, if you're trying to get something. So I started making excuses, and I, and I had that still voice tell me, really? Really? You're going to go to another country, and you're going to listen to me, and you're going to do what I tell you, and then you're going to come home and say no 24 hours later? Is that what you're going to do? And I was like, well, well I, gotta, I, I don't know. And then the t light turned green, and I was like, well, I don't really know what to do. God, sorry. And so I drive on, and I get onto JTB, and I, he continued to speak to me, not angry, not, not yelling at me. That's not what God does. He's just like, Ryan, turn around, turn around. And, I'm, and I want you to know, I wasn't hearing an audible voice. It was that, that inner prompting of he's telling me to do something. And so I said, okay, I, I'll go back. I'll figure out how to, how to, how to pull over and, and, and get him to come over. So I turn around, go up, turn around on 295, come back, um, and, and I pull off to the side. He's still in the middle of the road. I just kind of pulled off to the side of the road into the emergency lane, and I'm in the middle of the road, but I'm kind of out of traffic, and I just kind of leaned out my window and said, hey, man, come over here, come over here. So he comes over, and I started talking to this guy, and, uh, <clears throat> and he just started kind of telling me a story. I said, man, what's going on with you? Where are you from? What, what's going on? I just felt like God called me to come, come talk to you. And he was like, thank you, man, but all that kind of stuff. So we start talking for a few minutes. And then I just, 
I, uh, I gave him a few bucks, and I, and I said, really the most important thing I want to do is I want to pray with you, and uh, I want to see kind of, I just want to talk to God on account of you and, and, just, and just let you know how much God loves you, he hasn't forgotten about you, all that kind of stuff. So I start praying with him, and, and he opens his eyes, I open my eyes, and, um, and he's got tears on his, in his eyes, and, and this is a rough dude, this is a guy that just got out of prison and all that kind of stuff, and he's crying, and, and I just sat there and thought, what if I hadn't listened? Man, what if Samuel hadn't listened? What if he hadn't listened to God? He went on, that was the beginning of a conversation that he went on and changed his nation as a mouthpiece, as a prophet for God. What if he had just not listened? What if I hadn't listened? And it doesn't even stop there. I actually found out later um, from, a, from a friend of a friend, or actually uh, someone that was in my mother's life group, that they had happened to be driving by as I came back and turned around and stopped. So I'm sitting there leaning out the car. They saw my car, and they saw me, and they just said how encouraged they were that they saw someone that's a Christian doing what God told them to do. Now, it wasn't because I was some great Christian, or I, was some, I didn't do anything. God, I just did what God told me to do. But I don't know how that affected them and how it encouraged them to go on and do something else. See, we, things aren't just about us. And before you go thinking, oh, well, Ryan's such a great Christian. I, I suck at being a Christian. Let me tell you this, and, and this is the last thing I'll say. I, I was in college. I just graduated from college, and I was still living in Tallahassee. It was February, coldest month of the year. Tallahassee is a little cooler um, than Jacksonville. And so um, I, w- I was coaching basketball at a local high school. And, uh, and I'm driving, and I, and I get off the interstate, and it was freezing outside. Like overcast, the sun was going down. Very, very windy, 38 degrees, something like that. And I'm sitting in my warm car, and I pull up to the, to the, the stop, kind of the same situation. And there wasn't a guy in the middle of the road, but there was a guy kind of walking along the side of the road. And the dude was wearing shorts. The dude was wearing shorts and a very light jacket and tennis shoes. And I was like, man, what, what, a, rough, what a rough condition, man. What, what, what's he going to do tonight? Where's he going to go? And I started having God speak to me. Why don't you do something? Why don't you do something? And I'd like to say that I did what I did when I was coming back from, from Panama, and then I went back, and I said, hey, 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 I just heard from God, and, and, I, and I have something for you. But I sat there, and I looked over to my side, and I had a pair of sweatpants. And, and, and just so you know, I, I don't usually buy things online, but I looked for a long time for these sweatpants, Nike sweatpants, nothing special about them, gray with a black check. They're, they're nothing special, all right? And I had gotten them, so I'd wear them like to and from practice. I'd gone to practice. I'd gotten in the gym. We started running around. I took them off. I was just wearing shorts, and I threw them in my, in my truck, and, and, I was, and they weren't even on me. So I had no excuses. They were literally sitting there. I could have pulled over and given them, given them to this guy. But what did I start saying? I started making the excuses. Well, God, I just bought them. Man, I'm getting paid nothing for this job. I, had, I don't have any money. I just graduated from college. I, I, my parents are paying my rent. What am I, uh, man, I just got these. Like, I, I can't just waste all of that. I've only worn them like three times. And I kept making excuses. And then the light turned green, and I turned, and I went home. And the rest of the night, I thought, man, I can't believe I did that. And I, I, I got to tell you, for years, I would look at those sweatpants in my drawer and think, what a missed opportunity. Have you, have you ever had that time where you felt like you heard from God and you just didn't listen and you just regretted it? And God doesn't hate us. He doesn't look at us and he's like, oh, man, I don't love you anymore. But he's looking and he's like, man, I had something for you. I had something for you. And you just said no. You didn't listen. Sometimes we even hear him and we just don't listen. And so I, uh, I, I, I remember um, I kept them for a long time, even though I rarely wore them, just to remind me to listen to God. And I'll tell you, for the rest of my life, for the next like five or six years, I wore them 
maybe less than 10 times. I never wore them. And every time I'd look at I wouldn't even want to wear them. I'd look at them and be like, oh my gosh, what a loser I am. I can't believe I did that. And I remember going the day I took it to Goodwill to give it away because I hadn't worn it in years and thinking, why didn't I just listen to God eight years ago and just give them to him to someone who needed them at the moment when God was telling me to do it? What an opportunity to pray with someone and talk to them about how much God loves them. And I just didn't listen. But here's the good thing. Here's the good thing. God keeps giving us chances. He keeps on speaking to us. And if we know his voice and if we listen to him, he can change our lives, and he can change the lives of the people around us if we listen to him. Imagine if 200 people in this room listened to God. Imagine if you just listened to him for one day. You listened to him as you did your devotional. Afterwards, you kind of sat there and thought, what is God trying to teach me for today? What, what do I have coming up that I can do for him? And you walk, and you go through your halls, and you just pray for people, and you hear God saying, hey, hey, go talk to that person. Okay, I'll go talk to that person. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to go do it. Hey, hey, you, you, need to, you need to spend a little bit of time alone and, and, and in prayer. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, hey, you need to, you need to uh, do this after school. You need to do that after school. Hey, maybe you need to give this up for someone else. Maybe you need to let them speak. Maybe you need to listen. And, and, and what if we just listened to everything God told us for a day, just for 24 hours? 24 hours times 200 of us. Imagine what could happen. What if you listened to God each day? What if you were in a constant conversation with him? On Wednesday, we have an opportunity um, to put this into practice, and then we're going to also uh, ha- have a short response tonight. But on Wednesday, we have something called a prayer experience coming up in life groups. And what that is, is we're not going to be like a normal life group. You're going to get there, and I want you to be on time, 645. You're going to go straight into your room, and you are going to get in your life group, and you are going to be led on an hour and a half prayer experience. And you may say, oh my gosh, that's the one I want to avoid. I cannot pray for an hour and a half. Trust me, just trust me. Take, take what you've heard tonight. If you've heard anything that's kind of convicted you, Put it into action on Wednesday. And Wednesday night, you have an opportunity to come and be guided by your leaders in something that you probably never do with no distractions, nothing getting in your way, just you and God. And most of it will not be you praying. Most of it will be you listening and writing down. So I want you guys to be here Tuesday or or Wednesday night. I want you to be a group. Even if you've never been to a group, I want you to to go to the back room and sign up for a group or or just uh, find out which group your friend's in and that's in your grade. And I just want you to go. And I want you to... Be a part of this prayer experience and just try listening to God for an hour and a half and writing down what he tells you and see what happens. See if he doesn't speak to you. See if he doesn't guide you in the big decisions you're making or give you peace about the situations that are giving you trouble. See if he does not actually speak. And tonight, this is how we're going to close. Kendall's going to come up and a couple of the guys and they're going to sing a song called Come to the Altar. And we're not going to put words on the screen. We're not going to stand up. We're not going to sing along. It's most of, for most of you, it's a new song. You won't even know it. Um, she is going to sing, and we are just going to let those words pour over us. And for five minutes, we're just going to be silent. The phones are going to be in our pocket. They're going to be silenced. You can come up here to the altar and pray. If there's not enough room, you can line up behind it. You can line up along the sides. Or you can turn around at your chair, and you can kneel and use your chair as an altar. And even if you've never prayed before, I want to invite you to just listen to the lyrics and listen to what God has for you. I'd invite you to write down what you feel like he's telling you and use this as kind of a precursor for what we're going to do Wednesday night. So I want to invite you all right now, move to wherever you want to go. Move to wherever you want to go. If you want to kneel at your seat, if you want to come to the altar, get whatever position is going to be comfortable for you. I'm just going to close in prayer and we're going to let Kendall lead us in this song as we just listen 
to what God has for us. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us. I pray in these moments, whether we know you or we don't know you like Samuel, we've never even heard from you. Lord, I pray that we will hear from you right now. For the next five minutes, we'll focus on you and that you will speak something into our hearts that makes us realize that you are there. You are speaking. You are involved. You do love us. You do care for us. Lord, I pray you'd bring us, each and every one of us here and all of our friends to life groups on Wednesday night so we can hear from you. And Lord, I pray you will show yourself. Here we are, Lord. Speak to us. For your servants are listening. In your name. Amen.